Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Today, we will chat with Texas State University chapter president for Turning Point USA, Stormy Rodriguez, about the lack of diversity taking place at Texas State. Also, we will have Antonio Okafor on the show to talk about her upcoming speaking event at Texas State and what kind of reception she has had so far. But, you know, according to the Texas State campus paper, Antonia is a token, according to them. The columnist says, and her name is Timmy, she says uh, uses, she uses the Oxford definition of tokenism as the premise for her argument and cites that because gun advocates don't fight for civil rights of black Americans and other marginalized groups, Okafor is fighting for a mostly white cause and is being exploited in a textbook example of tokenism. So I don't know what is going on at Texas State. I don't know who's reviewing these things that are in, you know, in the paper or or this tone that has actually taken place over this university. You know, I'm not sure what kind of research Timmy did prior to writing this article, but, you know, you might want to visit a few places, uh, Timmy. I, I, I suggest you do that. You might want to check out the African-American Gun Association and also the African-American Gun Club Facebook page. Uh, what is with this mentality of when you disagree with someone and you try to silence them? One thing about the left, they have been very consistent with their race baiting even since slavery. And for some reason, the left can't let go the fact that they are no longer the slave master. And they need to let the black community go and think for themselves. There is a growing movement of blacks that don't want to be told what to think. And because they, they, you know, they have a mind of their own and I have a mind of my own and I like to form my own opinions. So let me welcome to the show Stormy Rodriguez. She's with the Turning Point USA and also the chapter president at Texas State University. Stormy, welcome to Come and Talk It. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. You know, Stormy, uh, tell us a little bit about your organization, uh, Turning Point. Who is a former African-American police officer from Tucson. And on Thursday, we hope to bring you. And on Friday, we'll have some other speakers as well. So we're just trying to promote liberty and freedom and bring a little bit of a 
shake-up to Texas State University. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's right. Bring some diversity out there. And, you know, let people know that there are people that uh, that are other than just white who actually believe in the Second Amendment. We have, you know, there are organizations out there, plenty of organizations out there, and, and that actually have true diversity. You know, we have different groups mm-hmm. on the conservative side that have diversity in their organizations that are, you know, promoting the Second Amendment. And I don't understand what they're looking at. I don't understand what they're seeing. But uh, we really need to wake up out there at Texas State University. And I'm really proud of Turning Point USA for bringing these speakers out uh, to talk about, you know, these issues. Um, now, what is all the, the flack that we're getting from the Texas State newspaper for you know, for Antonia coming out. I don't know why they're picking on her. So we were promoting our event on Twitter, talking about the Second Amendment, and the Director of Diversity and Inclusion for Student Government this year said that Turning Point USA is a hypocrite because um, we don't support the Second Amendment for all people. So we mentioned that Antonia Okafor will be coming to speak and that she covers this a lot and that they should definitely come and hear out because she has an interesting perspective. He then went on to call her our token black woman, and the university paper um, brought it up in defense against him to say that he was right, that Antonia is our token, because apparently only white people support the Second Amendment, which is completely untrue. They've, then go- they've gone on to call me a token. They've called my vice president a token because she's half African-American and I'm Hispanic. And it's just continued from there. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is just crazy. I don't know what, like I said earlier, you know, in my beginning statement, I don't know what this is, this atmosphere of... You know, just because you disagree with what someone says, uh, we have to get into this name calling and calling them, um, you know, coons and all these other different types of names Mm -hmm. because they don't fit the mold of, you know, what you're being told to think. You know, I don't want someone to tell me what to think. I like to research things for myself and, and come up with my own conclusion. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, look at Kanye. He's just getting skewered right now because of his pro Trump comments. Well, it started off with Candace. That she's, you know, she's a black chick that talked at UCLA last week. And, uh, yeah, she got a lot of grief for talking about victimization and, you know, why do black people want to want to act like victims and stuff instead of taking, you know, responsibility and blah, 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 blah. You can listen to her speech. It's actually quite good. If half um, the organization is, quote, unquote, token, um, how are you guys not including diversity in, in your organization? That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm very ashamed of my alma mater right now. Extremely ashamed. Yeah, I went there too back in the early <laughs> 2000s, though. <laughs> Quite different now, apparently. And I'm, I'm and, and that was uh, Felicia uh, Stormy. She was asking you, you know, how can you guys, how are you guys not diverse? You know, you're 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 stepping out there and you're inviting different people to the university to talk about the issues that you care about. What is the problem with that? Our organization is incredibly diverse in membership and the speakers that we bring and our opinions. Unfortunately, Texas State University has become this place where you have to agree with the leftist agenda. And if you don't, then you're a token, you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're every other thing imaginable. Yet the university paper can publish articles like they did last semester where they called um, white people, your DNA is an abomination. So apparently, as long as you are defending the left, you can be as racist as you want. But when all you're doing is bringing in a speaker who has a unique perspective and a great history and such amazing intelligence, now that is racist and is bringing a token. Uh, uh, just unheard of. Totally unheard of. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> just ridiculous. You know, Dinesh and Mike and Antonio, they're all white, right? I'm pretty sure. I mean, 
Golly, that's just that's insane. Texas State used to be fairly Republican. Like when I went there, it was a lot more Republican or even you know neutral. But apparently, according to the paper, it's changed quite drastically. Jeez. Hey, yeah, Stormy, this is this is Felicia again. I have a question. Do you think that the student government um, issues, to put it lightly, over the past uh, you know year, year and a half? have caused the extreme left switch in the university star? Or do you think this was a natural progression just based on the current media climate? I think it's a natural progression and they have fed into each other. Mm-hmm. You know, student government has wound people up and that's made them more empowered to write articles like this and to write like to write the article from last semester as well. And it kind of just feeds into each other. It just keeps this revolving door of anger and just pure intolerance towards other people. Hmm. Yeah, because there's this whole issue of uh, the president who was, I guess, removed from office from Texas State. He was impeached two days impeached. before his term ended, and he had 48 hours to vacate the office. So I don't really know if you call that an So that was like a waste of time? And energy. <laughs> <laughs> he literally had two days to vacate the office. and Okay, and he's his term ended in two days. Yeah. Okay, so he you can't make this stuff up. Welcome. So basically, he ends up. So if I was him, I would have stayed there till my term ended and then left and say, "Well, I completed my term." Yep. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Impeachment? What impeachment? What are you you talking about? (laughs) I served my entire time. I was there in my. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I quit effective in forty eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. (laughs) Forty (laughs) seven. Whoa, they're, they're just a joke. What a waste of time. It's, it's a complete waste of time. I, you know, I was looking at uh, the University of Utah, and they actually have a crying room, a little room they have set up in the library. A crying closet. A, yeah. a, like yes, outhouse. a crying closet in the library that another <laughs> student actually built, and they stuck Most, this thing in the library. Oh, it's, I just want to, I want to go to that closet, and anybody that comes out, just sock them right in the face. I'm, I'm telling grow you. And, and, and you grow have to a pair. For, you have to forgive me, Stormy, because this is really the pussification. Telling these, these college kids, and you're saying, oh my goodness, here's a crying closet, and by the way, we have... Um, we have teddy bears in here that you can actually sit and, you know, and you can hug and you can cry. <laughs> you have your types Dude. of issues. You know what? The world is tough. You know, there are a lot of issues that you're going to face in society. I can top that. You got to grow up. I can top that. Go they, ahead. Have, they have professional cuddlers now. Mm. Get paid 80 bucks an hour <laughs> to spoon and hold your hand and play with your hair and do all what. What is going on? Get a mate. Get Seriously? a boyfriend. Get a no, girlfriend. No. no, it's not Tinder. <laughs> no, no. Well, maybe. I don't know. That's Netflix. I'm married. Show. I ain't got to worry about that crap anymore. But professional <laughs> cuddlers, are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> Need to be coddled a little more as a kid or maybe not get spanked for once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I really Come don't on. get it. It's, it's hilarious to me. And, you know, they're putting up this big stink because they don't want Antonio to come speak. Um to the university, and I just... Uh, why her in particular, though? Like, I don't understand why they're selecting because her Because she is a strong black woman who is confident in her position, and the left hates that because she disagrees with them. Well, Whenever you're a strong black person who stands up and you go against the grain, they disagree with you and they hate you. If you're not part of the monolith. No, no, you will not. You need to get in line. The slave master says this is how you're supposed to think. 
That's what it's about. Uh, yeah. Same. Yeah, they're just they're really upset because you know, hey, the slave master says this is what you're supposed to do. This is what we want you to think, and you need to come in line. So think for yourself, and you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop uh, with the group think. Unreal. Uh, so Stormy, uh, so once again, tell us uh, who are going to be the speakers this week, and what days, and all that stuff. So on Monday is Dinesh D'Souza. On Tuesday, we were hoping to have Antonio Okafor. Wednesday is Brandon Tatum. Thursday, hopefully, is you, Michael Cargill. And Friday is a panel by Empower Texans. Oh, nice. Empower Texans. Oh, that's- so are these, yeah. are these open to the public, or did the university yes. shut them down to just students? You are completely, oh, it's completely open to the public. Oh, okay. Because I know, like, like Ben Shapiro, he is constantly getting shut down to where it's only students and faculty that can come. The public can't. So, nice. Good job for Texas State on at least that one. Yeah, you, you, would, you would think um, with organizations who are, you know, here's what I don't understand. I don't understand the group of people who are saying, look, we need to, you know, have police accountability. So on one hand, they want police accountability. Then on the other hand, they're saying we don't want we don't think guns are guns are bad. So we don't think people should own guns. Well, you want police accountability. Uh, you want to police your own communities, but then you want to take the guns from the people. I just don't get it. So, oh, I do get it. They want you enslaved. No. I get it. I'm the, sorry. The best thing is, is the left wants to take away the guns and give all the power to the government. Who runs the government? Donald Trump, who they hate. So you mm. really you want to put all the guns into his hands? And <laughs> I find that like the most ironic thing of all is, wow, you really want to give the guy you hate all the guns and take all of your guns away. Good job. Yeah. Did you see that Idiots. tweet by the Pope? He said something like, let's end all war. By banning all guns. Good luck. All weapons, I think. Good luck. Yeah. All weapons. Yeah. This they, is they the were going to go back to bows guy. and arrows and swords. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> he is so armed. His people are armed to the teeth. Uh, excuse me. Can I get just get uh, 50% of the firearms that you have, uh, Mr. Pope? Go, go to Vatican City and see what happens. <laughs> right. Boy, that security team is well armed. Show me a little faith. Why don't you? <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> don't they produce their... Like, they have a company. What company is that? That, that, that makes their own guns? Yeah, they make their own guns. Yeah. Oh, I tell you I what, we come back is. from the break. We're going to bring Antonia Okafor on the show. She's going to talk to us about you know, her upcoming speaking engagement at Texas State University. And I want to thank uh, Stormy Rodriguez from Turning Point USA, who's the chapter president at Texas State University, for coming on and talking with us. Uh, thank you, Stormy. I really appreciate you spending a little, you know, some of your Sunday with us. Well, thank you for having me. All right, we look forward to. Show. Yeah, we look forward to. Uh, I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. I look forward to seeing you too. Thank you. All righty, this is Michael one. Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more anytime at Talk1370.com. Talk1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so now we're going to change gears a little bit and bring in Antonia Okafor into the show there. According to the Texas State campus paper, Antonia... Um, 
is a token. And I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what does this stuff mean coming from Texas State University. This whole this tone that this university paper has taken this year uh, within the last year is just insane to me. According to the columnist, Timmy, um, she uses the Oxford definition of tokenism as the premise of for her argument and cites that because gun advocates don't fight for the civil rights of black Americans and other marginalized groups. Okafor is fighting for a mostly white cause and is being exploited in a textbook example of tokenism. That's according to the author um, or, you know, the person that actually wrote this terrible article. Don't call him an author. Don't call it an author. Yeah, don't call it an author. And, and I'm not sure, you know, what kind of research, you know, she actually did uh, prior to writing this article. But you, you you might want to visit a few places. You might want to check out the African-American Gun Association and the African-American Gun Club Facebook page. You know, check those out there because um, I, I really do not understand the mentality of of when you disagree with someone, you try to silence them. I'm just trying to figure out what's up with that. This is a this is something that's actually taken over, you know, across all of our universities. If you don't like what someone is saying, then we we're just going to silence their voice altogether. Fascism, baby. Is that what it is? Yeah, fascism. All right. Well, let me bring into the conversation Antonia Okafor. Uh, she is the co-founder for Empowered. Antonia, welcome to come and talk. Hey, good to be on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, first, tell people a little bit about yourself and what you're doing, what you're working on. Yeah, so I am a concealed carry on campus activist. Um, I started Empowered because I really believe that um, not only the campus carry movement, um, but the gun rights movement is going to be uh, led by young women, women who want the right to self-defense, whether on whether they're off campus or they're on campus. And um, so I started this organization because I believe that gun rights are women's rights, and that's the best way to empower women. And so um, I've been, you know, making the circuit. We did. I just started this tour called the Be Empowered Tour, where I've been speaking at um, just this year alone, Yale Law, Harvard, UC Berkeley, Mount Holyoke. Um, I'll be speaking at Dartmouth College on May 10th. Um, but I'm, I was also supposed to speak at Texas State University, and uh, apparently <laughs> these people got a, a hold of that and didn't like the fact that I'm talking about not only Second Amendment rights for young women, but particularly because I'm a black woman, um, advocating for for all people to have Second Amendment rights, especially African Americans. So, right, and yeah. it's 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 funny because you're you know we're talking about and you're talking about you know advocating you know for women to take their own personal protection, their own hands. And and, mm-hmm. and and Antonia, you know, tell us what is the growing, the biggest growing number of people that are actually getting into the gun community? Yep, the biggest growing number and started in Texas is black women. Black women are the fastest growing demographic of gun owners. So um, I think that's part of it. I think that people read that article and they see someone who did not only not do their research on me because she didn't use any examples of what I've actually advocate for. She didn't do any research on what's actually happening, what the trend is. And a lot of black women, um, it's not, they're not conservative. (laughs) They're probably more on her side, but when it comes to gun rights, they're definitely not. So yeah, black women. And, and, you know, to come out just because you say something, you write something doesn't mean it's true. Uh, you know, you do no, re- they do no research whatsoever. And, you know, just mm-hmm. just a simple Google search. She would have found out that, you know, black women are the, the that growing group that actually is getting into the shooting sports because black women yeah. want to take their own pers- personal protection, their own hands. And so. Um, Absolutely. And the, 
Go yeah, ahead. the sad thing though is too is that she that article and um, I, I don't talk about it enough. That article actually was her defending a Texas State University um, the, the diversity and inclusion director who on tape on recorded on video. Um, was when they called me a token in front of the student government. So that was recorded, and she was actually just, that, was, that article was to defend him um, for calling me a token. So the Texas State University Diversity and Inclusion Director is the one who called me a token in the beginning, and that's why she wrote that article to defend him in that article. So that's actually the, the sad part right there. Wow, that shows <laughs> a lot of diversity because I tell you what, you know, I actually teach these classes. I probably teach the most uh, licensed the carry handgun courses out of any one entire state of Texas. And I'm seeing, you know, more people other than just white males are actually taking their own purse protection. They're, they're white females that are doing it as well. Not only you mm-hmm. know, black females, black males, also white females are doing the same thing. And also Hispanic females and Hispanic males are saying, you know what? I need to make sure I know what the laws are because I have a gun and I want to make sure that I'm doing it right. And I don't get in trouble when I'm pulled over by police. And so they're saying, hey, Absolutely. I'm going to take a class. I'm going to learn this stuff and and do the, do it the right way. Absolutely. And it's beyond and again, it's beyond, um, political affiliation. It's um, not only just people who are in the you know LGBTQ community as well. We saw with Pulse and in Houston and we saw a big uptick, you know, the King Pistols and stuff like that. But. I mean, let's just be honest here. It's not just conservatives. It's not just Republicans. There's a lot of liberal, a lot of progressive people who believe in the right to bear arms. And so you're really alienating not just me, who I do have more conservative libertarian beliefs, but people who probably are more, more on her side who also believe in, in the right to bear arms. So I, I, it's just ignorance really all around. Um, you know, and I'm, I get called names. I've been called names worse than token before. So but what, when I read that, it, what was really concerning to me was, you know, those other students who are reading that article, those students who have been afraid to speak up about maybe they have, you know, God forbid, a different um, way of thinking than, you know, the, the group around them, whether it's starting with their race or their gender or um, their sexual orientation. But they're afraid to speak up because of things like that, you know, and that's just going to keep them from doing what they want to do and and being really, truly independent. And that's what I'm afraid of is that um, articles like that, especially an article that the student, that the school let go through is kind of reaffirming, hey, don't, especially at Texas State University, um, diversity of thinking, diversity of thought is not welcome here. So um, that's the big problem for me. Yeah, and speaking of diversity and in the LGBT community, Jason Vaughn, who's also a member of with uh, Law County Republicans, has a question for you. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, uh, "Can you ask Antonia how she gets it all in? You know, she's everywhere, and she she does it with grace, with style, and beauty. The real Miss Texas." <laughs> that's what he says. So, how do you get it all? Oh, in? Oh, that's and, what Jason Vaughn. Yeah. That's oh, what that's. Jason- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really sweet of him. Um, good to hear from him, Jason. So, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's really interesting because yeah, it, it really, it spans all ideologies. It, it spans all crews because for me, it's, if you're advocating against the second amendment, you're advocating against yourself, white, brown, you know, Hispanic, whatever. Um, it doesn't matter. So that's what we come down to. What, what advice would you have for those students out there who are, you know, a little apprehensive to come out and and say that they have different opinions and they keep reading articles like this and they keep 
being hounded by the media saying, you know, if you don't accept the leftist agenda, you're wrong and you're and you're a bigot and you're this and you're that. What few words of advice would you have for them so that they feel empowered to stand up Mm -hmm. for themselves and what they believe in? Yeah, you know, I would say that there's really no, there's nothing easy to it. I think um, it's going to be hard. It's it's something I had to learn. I had to. I don't have a thick skin. I had to grow a thick skin. Um, but what what keeps me going? What reminds me of why I have to keep speaking and being loud and being vocal um, is that there are other people who are afraid to speak up out there, and they need leaders. They need people who might look like them or think like them to say something. And that's going to encourage them to do the same. I got, I got the same. I, you know, saw other people who looked like me who are saying, you know, I don't, I don't think this way. I think uh, whether you agree or not, or if you really believe what's going on right now with the whole Kanye West thing, um, I'm sure you know about that right now. Um, I'm just, I'm just happy we're talking about it, to be honest. So, um, do you know about that? I'm, oh, oh, yes, we do. Yes, we've heard okay. about Kanye and what he's, you know, and it's good. You know, people are coming out and say, "Look, you, there are other choices out there." Because you're, you, I don't know what it is with this competition or lack of competition for the black vote. I don't know what it is um, with uh, just all of it because you know you just totally disagree with this person, and so just because you, you there's an issue that you disagree with, you supposedly just totally discount that person altogether. Uh, there's not, not going to be any one perfect candidate that's out there. No, no candidate is perfect. And then these same people that are talking about President Trump right now are the same people that defended Bill Clinton when he was getting a, a you know what mm-hmm. in the Oval Office. Oh goodness, yeah, yeah, and and that I think that's a hypocrisy. Where you know I, I used to be on the left. I I mean that's what I'm seeing is all these people who are really sick and tired of this hypocrisy. Um, of people who are saying you must think this way. If you look this way, I mean, I mean, God, I mean, the fact that Chance, uh, Chance the rapper said that all black people don't have to be Democrats, and then he was obliterated. Oh yeah, he had to walk that back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, not all black people have to be Democrats. They don't have to be Republicans. They don't have to be anything. That, that they can be whatever they want. Do we not want to celebrate that? Are we? Isn't that what Martin Luther King Jr. died for? Is that we could, you know, have a a world where we can think the way we want to think and be the person we want to be, regardless of what we look like or our gender or sexual orientation? That is what America is really about. So, um, yeah, I'm just glad we're having a conversation, but it's I think there's going to be a big shift in this simply because right when Trump got into office, gun sales on the liberal side, and this was on all polls, was anywhere from like 10 to 15 percent of liberals ended up buying guns. So, you know, once they shoot, I've taken some of my liberal friends out to the range and once they start shooting, they're like, oh, my God. I love this. I want to get me one of these because this is awesome. So now you have Kanye. You have Candace coming out. You have all, you know, several other African-American speakers coming out like yourself. And it's really starting to show a, I don't know if cultural shift is the right word, but I think it might be that you don't have to be Democrat because the, ta- the Baltimore, New York, I mean, name this Chicago, over 4,000 dead in Chicago since Obama had his office. And I think people are starting to kind of wake up and say, well, Democrats aren't really working for me anymore. And I think that 50 or 60 year hold is about to kind of break. <laughs> I call in numbers 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. So let's go to line one. You on with come and talk it. Mike. 
Hello. Hey, what's, what's going on, name? Mike? Well, thank you very much for bringing me in. Uh, I'm calling from New York. I live about about a half hour north of Mordor, so I'm nice. inundated. <laughs> Man, That's well, awesome. Well, hello, <laughs> yeah. New York. How you guys doing <laughs> over there? Yeah, they're, they're, I'm one of the few gun owners still in the state. and uh, But it's interesting. I mean, I'm seeing a shift. What you're saying is absolutely true. I'm seeing a shift with the attitudes and everything, and people with, as far as, uh, I mean, I've been a gun collector for over 50 years, and uh, sportsmen and and uh, what's common sense to us is uh, these people have latched on to things they've been lied to, and they're starting to wake up and realize that they've been lied to, and they've been played. Mm. And that what they accepted as the truth that set their foundation for their beliefs is totally, you know, has got holes all over it, and that it's not, it won't support what they're believing in. And it's funny to see that shift with them, where liberals are, what was a liberal, all of a sudden now is starting to think, well, you know, this gun issue, there is more to it. All right, and hold and on, Mike. And hold on, Mike. Antonio, what's your, what's your your take on that? Uh, the, with the gun issue, right? With, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I apologize. <laughs> yeah, because he was saying, you know, with the gun, there is a big shift. He's saying there is this big shift uh, with the gun issue, um, and um, I'm just wondering, you know, if you had any thoughts on that. You know, this shift where people in the lgbt community are starting to shoot you know like what you were saying a little earlier more liberals are more liberals gun yeah lovers. yeah absolutely well and even with millennials just with my generation um i mean there's been study after study showing that you know it's kind of like what you're saying before it's like it's just not working it's not even oh well i want to change from this ideology to another it's with the gun control issue especially it's yeah, we're looking at Chicago. Yeah, we're looking at St. Louis and Baltimore um, and, and all these places and that are have very restrictive gun control, but yet it's not working. Or even with these mass shootings and the fact that the the, the one common denominator between all of them is not know if someone has an AR-15 or someone's 19 or, or whatever. It's that they're all gun-free zones. And, you know, my generation growing up with Columbine, growing up with Virginia Tech, growing up with all these places where these gun-free zones were the ones were supposed to protect them and they didn't, um, people are just, you know what, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. So let's try something different. Um, so I think that's where the, the big shift is, is coming from is let's just have real common sense. And the common sense is really on our side, not hijacked that term has been hijacked on the other side for so long and we're you know reclaiming it and taking it back i tell you what you know hold on mike and, and antonio i want to thank you for coming on and, and spending your a uh, little bit of your time with us this sunday and we definitely look forward to listening to you at texas state university i definitely look forward to that and, and seeing you again I haven't seen you in quite a while so it's going to be refreshing you know listen on to tuesday you right yeah it believe yeah it's supposed to be on tuesday yeah at what time um, I believe it's going to be at seven. I need to talk to Texas State University. Um, Turning Point USA is one's putting it on. So, okay. But uh, yeah, right. I'll, I'll put more on information there later. All right. Well, we we'll see you on on Tuesday, and and welcome back. You know, back down here to South Texas, <laughs> <laughs> thank south you. of the capital. All right. Thank you. You have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on the War, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere on the Radio.com app. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so the same group that teaches that you that police are bad and we can police our own neighborhoods are the same ones that say guns are bad and you don't need them. You're being enslaved and you don't even know it. I tell you, we we need to stand up and think for ourselves and and start protecting ourselves and don't expect other people to do that for us. And that, you know. But let me go back to the phone lines. Mike, I had to cut you off there because I had to cut Antonio loose. But, Mike, you, oh, you no were saying problem. you had some yes. good points there. Uh, so what's your take on all this stuff? I don't, I don't know. Part of me, I mean, I'd like to see the national reciprocity come in because I think it would clear the board a lot of the, the stupid, the ridiculous laws that are out there that are overlapping as spider web that and they don't even know what laws they have. And, 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 you know, many of them are against the Second Amendment. I mean, many of them are illegal. And, but no one has the money to really hire the attorneys and, and take them to court and to fight them so they get away with it. And, like, uh, for example, if you go on the Internet, and one of my favorite ones, not my favorite ones, I actually can't stand having it over my head, but in <laughs> Westchester County, in Westchester County, we have a law that's been on the books for 12 or 14 years, I believe. Go to Google and do a search for Westchester County no-knock search. And that's going to be, Westchester County, is, in, in, is it in north New York? or No, it's right above New York City. Just right, right above, above New York County, City. Right above. Now, what they have is they've got a law on the books in Westchester County that gives the police the right to do a no-knock search of your home anytime they want mm. to make sure sure you're storing your firearms properly. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Whoa. Yeah, take a look. And you know what one of the politicians told me? I mean, I'm very active with the Second Amendment people here in the state. Right. One of the politicians said, well, you know, Mike, I, we've never used it, so I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, okay, that makes a difference. I feel better now. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, when are you, you going to start using it? <laughs> Are you, are you kidding me? A no-knock, <laughs> no-knock, just to make sure that you're storing them properly. Wow. That's yeah, just like, Google that's almost that's almost as bad as having an FFL at your house and then the ATF can just show up and inspect you at any given time. Yes. That's crazy yeah. to me. Yep. But, uh, but see, a lot of people don't know that... I mean, different towns, different, and every, everyone for gun safety, the Bloomberg people, they're using this now. They're targeting the villages, the towns, the cities, the counties. They want to make a change, and they're open about it. Well, they want to make a change at the lowest level because they understand now that they're not getting anywhere on the federal level. But they're also going into the corporation level and going after the banks. Yes. I mean, Citibank now is, once they get the ability to deny a gun sale, if you're trying to charge it, they can deny it. And yes. that's scary and, right and, there because now it's a non-governmental entity that's affecting our Second Amendment rights. And that is scary. Well, if there are more lawsuits, the best thing you can do to find any of these people is, is hit them in the pocketbook. Mm -hmm. And now we've got a big thing going on in New York State here with Remington, where Remington is uh, there declaring bankruptcy and uh, they want to restructure. Well, the banks that are involved, one of them is Bank of America. I think Bank of America is one of the ones who came out and said that they didn't want to deal with uh, companies that deal with firearms or anything. Well, wait a minute, then how are you on the list for companies that are going to be dealing with the bankruptcy? That means, should we trust you? Or are you going to run Remington out of business on purpose because of your attitudes on firearms or anything? And then you've got Governor Cuomo in the state Idiot. coming out and telling banking institutions not to deal with any um, ammunition companies or 
Did you see Hornady came out now and, and said that they are not going to sell any more ammunition to New York state agencies mm. because of what the governor said? And those are nice I rounds. Mean, it's, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're out of control. They don't know what they're saying. They don't know what to do. They're totally confused. They don't have a solution, but their solution is the typical government attitude solution, which is car has a flat, change the car. Well, that's not the answer. <laughs> I, I hear you. I tell, you know what, Mike, I thank you for calling all the way from New York. I really appreciate that That's and awesome. giving us an update on what's going on up there. Oh, no problem. Glad to, and thank you for what you do, guys. Man, you do a great job, and, and it's good for keeping it out there and, and keeping it in their face, so to speak, and hopefully uh, it will give some more information to people out there that were on the fence. Absolutely. Thank you. You have a appreciate wonderful it. rest of your, your Sunday. All right. Thank you. Same to you. All right. All right, so I don't know if you guys heard this story um, out of Lafayette, Georgia, where a woman was eaten alive, basically. Uh, she was actually sitting in her, you know, in a nursing home in Lafayette, and she was basically eaten alive by scabies infestation. Now, you know, yeah, and a couple things about this story, the reason I'm bringing this up, there are a couple things about this. You know, she's sitting in a nursing home. And now her family members are, you know, and you, if you see the pictures, you have to Google this story. You no, know, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see those pictures. You man. have to Google the story so you can look at the pictures and see what she looked like. Her right arm was almost severed from her body. They God. were told not even to touch that arm because they were afraid it was going to fall off. Okay. It was just that bad because you you shared the story with me, right, Felicia? Mm-hmm. Okay. I did, yeah. unfortunately. Whoa. And so when I got it, delved into the story a little bit and I looked at the videos and I looked at the picture, the first thing that popped in my head were, where are the family members? Mm-hmm. How do you put your one of your family members inside of a nursing home and you allow them to be eaten like this? You know why? Because we're spending so much time talking about taking other people's rights away, walking out of school, class, whatever, and protesting gun issues. And we're not taking care of each other. We're not taking care of family. You know, and, and it's just insane to me. You let your one of your family members, your, your auntie, your uh, grandmother, your great-grandmother sit in the nursing home to the point that she has scabies where she's literally – Thousands of them are eating her. Millions, hundreds, Mil- was of, it hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. The infestation Jesus. had been had been going on for about three years. You're right, according to the oh. the uh, pathologists. Yeah, she was slowly millions of parasitic mites essentially ate her alive over several months or possible years. Mm-hmm. That's insanity. And now the family wants to sue. Well, you what? you should be ashamed. Yes, they need to be sued. Absolutely, the facility. But you, as a family member, you should be ashamed of yourself How to you allow something like that visit? to happen over months, years. The government, they, they, there was a scabies outbreak reported to the to the Atlanta, Georgia government, and they never came out. They never inspected. They never did anything. This lady was ninety three years old. They sent them a manual Whoa. on how to get rid of the um, get rid of the infestation. Grandma got up. eaten up by some scabies. Yeah, according to the pending lawsuit filed by the family, ninety three year old Rebecca Zini <laughs> died in two thousand fifteen from scabies at the facility. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. so this is just as much as the family fault as it is the facility itself, and they both owe some type of you know responsibility. And it's very sad. This lady, you know, died like that in her latter years. 93 years old, and that's how she spent that time you know, literally being eaten alive. That had to be painful. Yes. So I, I've been wanting to ask you, and I, I meant to talk to you earlier in the week about this. Mm-hmm. The Waffle House shooter. Sure, go for it. The dad, what 
what illegal act? Because people keep talking about, oh, he's gonna he's gonna face charges. He's gonna face charges. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna make him an accomplice? Or- he can be charged with criminal negligence yeah. for giving his guns to someone, uh, for giving the guns to someone who was not supposed to be having them. Okay. They did an analysis earlier this week. Okay, yeah, I, I hadn't checked on that. I meant to text you about and that's, that. That's going to be sad. That's another one of those another situations where uh, the police law enforcement got involved, Secret Service got involved, yeah, no less. No joke. I mean, we're not just talking about, you know, the local police department. We're talking the Secret Service got involved. Because he was, like, hiding out around the White House trying to get a meeting with the president. Right. That's not how yeah, he was that. in an unsecured <laughs> area, right. detained and stuff. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, what part of this, what secured area, did he hop the fence? That's what I want to know. He must he have hopped the fence. Yeah. Was he outside the fence? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, so this guy, his guns were taken away by law enforcement, and then they gave them back to the father, mm-hmm. you know, and he was told not to, you know, make sure, you know, we'll give them back to give them to you if you make sure that your son don't get access to them. And then the dad gives them back to, you know, he's going to be sued. I'm telling you straight up. I don't think it's going to be a law. I mean, he It'd could be, be sued be by the victims right, or the even victims the owners of the Waffle House. Gonna he's going civil. to be criminally charged right. he for criminal be. negligence because he violated. The one time law enforcement actually does what we need them to do. Did their job. And law the dad, enforcement did their job. And, and, and the parent circumvents them and, and gives it back. Which goes to back kid. to what we've been saying all along. Parenting is an issue. Parenting is mm-hmm. an issue. They're not because paying attention. <laughs> parent, mother knows. Father knows. Your sister knows. Your brother knows. They know when there's something wrong with one of that, that person that's in the family. They know when uh, little Jason, little Mookie, uh, there's something wrong with him. And we need to make sure that he don't, you know, he don't get a knife or something like that. They know when something's going on. Definitely. And so, you know, parents, family members, re, you know, you're responsible for, you know, these things. And, and people get upset with me to yell and scream. You know, how am I supposed to know as a mother that my child was going to, you know, go into a school and do that? Because you knew something was wrong you with need that to kid. pay attention there if was you something. don't know. Cause... There were some signs. If you didn't see a sign, you don't need to be a parent. We need to have you, you need to get a, a license to become mo- a mother and a father. <laughs> Seriously. That might be a regulation I would actually support. <laughs> Seriously. And that's saying something a lot so coming that is, from me. That's saying would that a lot. involve IQ testing? <laughs> we need to do something because uh, some people are just losing their ever-loving mind. Uh, I, 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 just, I just don't get it, you know. I just don't get it. I have a teacher friend. This is a little off subject, but it goes back to the deterioration of the family. Is I have a friend who's a teacher, and um, she had a little girl who was, like, repeatedly not doing her homework, not doing her homework. And she goes, what's going on? You can do it in class. You understand the concept. Why aren't you doing your homework? And she said, whenever I get confused and ask my mom for help, she tells uh, she tells me that I'm bothering her during her Facebook time. Mm. And I need to go away and figure it out on my own. Who's this? A friend of mine who's a who's a educator wow somewhere in the united states wow oh yeah i know i know several several people just like that you miss a girl named x yeah her daughter's four years old is a holy terror (laughs) i mean seriously and all her mom does is just sit there on facebook all damned i guarantee if you're one on her facebook page there's probably 50 60 posts at least today if not 100 paying no attention to their kid no attention to the kids and, wow. we, and we insane. wonder why they're misbehaving, and we wonder why they're they're failing these standardized testing and, and being raised by teachers instead of their parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and check that out. Well, and, and then they say just, they all have ADHD. How do you have ADHD if you're not being paid you're, not, you're not giving any attention at all at home? Yeah, <laughs> whatsoever. You, you don't, don't have ADD. No you need quality discipline. time. You wow. need you need edu- you know education. You need to learn how to behave in society. And I, I think that goes back to. 
not allowing kids to wrestle and to hit each other. Two to four years old, you need to have that. I mean, they even do tests on, on rats. And a big rat to a small rat, they'll have them play, they'll, you know, because rats like to wrestle. And the little one will get beat up so much that it won't want to play anymore. So then when the big one comes back and wants to play, it'll actually lose on purpose. And that teaches a lesson if you're big, you you know. And we don't allow our kids to play anymore. They don't wrestle anymore. They don't play dodgeball anymore. They don't play any of these contact sports. And it's really causing a lot of effect later on down the line when they get into their adolescent years and and even to adulthood. Yeah, children need that rough and tumble play as part of their development. Yeah, it's very important. It's an integral part of their development. It teaches you a lot about, oh, I hit too hard. Oh, it toughens you up. You don't cry as much. One of my kids... Not my kid, but one of I consider him one of my kids, one of my best friend's kids. Man, I go over there and I'll throw that little kid into the wall, and he comes running right back to me, ah, like a little psycho. He loves it, but his parents are like, oh my god, what are you doing? You're gonna kill him. All right, and this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so let's take a trip over to Utah. Let's go back and let's talk about this University of Utah where they installed a cry closet. Killing me. Yeah, let's get deep into this. All right, so at the University of Utah, um, they have a crying closet where you knock before entering, only one person in the closet at a time, and limit your time in the closet to no more than 10 minutes. And turn lights and timer off before leaving. And please use the hashtag CryCloset UOFU if posting on social media. And I'm just wondering how long it's going to take for someone to go in there and masturbate. Just asking for a friend. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, know, what I mean, what what are your thoughts? It's disgusting. Yeah. It's embarrassing. You students need to experience stress. Stress is a good thing. It builds character. It teaches you to buckle down and to push through it instead of just going into a closet. Why are you crying? Think about this. Okay. Girl A is dating dude that goes into closet and cries for 10 minutes. Did you just assume their gender? Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Because there are men and women. And I don't no. give a damn. Ooh, assume so the gender and identity. Dude sees, or girl sees dude going into this closet. Is she really going to want to marry that guy? Is that dude really like Because women material? are so shallow? Come on. You know, Let's get a better I'm, example. No. What, 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 give, uh, you give us an example. Yeah, then. you give us an example. Because that's embarrassing. <laughs> It, it really is. I mean, I mean, to today's society, I guess this generation doesn't see crying as a as a bad thing, which I, I mean, hell, if you have emotions, show them. I don't, so I don't. There, there are times but, to have, if I'm at a funeral for one of my best friends or family members, there's going to be tears coming out. 
If you're there are places inappropriate times cry, but I'm sorry, a college test being too hard and you going into a closet and crying for ten minutes. Oh, ten oh ten oh one. Damn, I gotta go. Ugh. Wipe them away. Wipe them away. I mean, I do think it's, it's a, a stupid oh, concept, especially as a public university. Like, we don't need to be using tax dollars to fund yeah. that. Go but home I also, and cry. But I also don't think that we should be telling people that it's wrong to be crying. Like, if you want to cry, by all means, do it. Yeah, you just, need but to go don't in. use my tax okay. dollars to do it. But here's the thing. They're going into a closet to do it because they're ashamed that they're crying. So they're going and hiding in a closet. Man up and cry in public if you got to cry. Go out to the quad because, you know, mm-hmm. at Texas State, sit on a bench and just wah, let it loose. I mean, if, if, actually, if go, it's acceptable, go, go talk then to do someone, it. though. What's, exactly. Go talk to a therapist. Go talk to a counselor. Right. You know, See, go, maybe that's go what this university buddy. should be focusing on is teaching them viable techniques for stress management and not understanding and processing it closet. and not continuing to coddle the future of our America uh-huh. because Teddy bears. that's what the problem is. Yeah, I would yeah. actually like to see the statistics of people who actually use the closet or if it's just a joke. Right. And let, let me correct what I said earlier. So I'm just waiting how long it's going to take for someone to actually do testicular fortitude. <laughs> Is that better for my producer? <laughs> okay. Not, don't okay, dump in my conversations over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I it, did share this to my page as a YR. So let's try and keep the jargon a little. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll, we'll, so we'll keep it professional. Yes. Okay. It's just insane. I, I don't understand why. Everyone is such a weenie now. Yeah, the the, the cry closet is a <laughs> the way pop, they want it. It's a pop up room in the middle of the campus library that's filled with stuffed animals for students who need some time to escape the stresses of college life. <laughs> that's what parties are for. That's what alcohol is for. <laughs> <laughs> that's what weed's for. These are not the coping up. mechanisms that's I'm referring to. <laughs> not just you know. Go, you know, go have some sex or, you know, or or at least uh, go and um, have a drink. That's, go do some yoga. I mean, let's use, this, let's use this let's use this time true. and Let effort yoga. and let's teach test taking strategies. Let's let's learn how to cope with stress. Parents taught me. Look at people in the eyes when you speak to them. I, I, John Sullivan. They he, don't do it. John says he lives in Utah. He's only 40 minutes drive to go find that cry shack. So, John, I need <laughs> you to go. I want your job. Here's your mission, John. I need you to go to University of Utah. I need you to go to the library. I need you to inside the library. Once you're inside there, I need you to do a video for me inside the library, inside the cry <laughs> Everybody closet. Everybody that comes out. <laughs> now, I want you to go inside the closet, John, and, and do a video from within the closet. Oh, no. Okay? From within. Just make it up. Surprise me. What you going to do, John? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's, 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 I, I, just, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. I'm waiting for the next university to pop one up. How are you supposed to deal with life? Expand. How are you supposed to deal with the struggles of life if, you know... That's what I'm saying. If, if you go things, to a closet and cry all the time. No, yeah, And I, I understand that people may have problems. And, you know, yes, of course. You, you, you know, there, there are going to be some issues and you're, you're going to, you know, that are tough and you're, you're going to cry. Absolutely. You know, I'm not saying people don't cry. I cry, you know, Absolutely. But this is not something that we need to share on a college campus, even though in in defense of the university, it wasn't um, university funds that actually paid for this. Actually, student actually built this and paid for it and actually installed it and, and was allowed to put it inside the library. Yeah. How are they even allowed to do that? Hey, I don't how know. do they have the money to do that? I ate ramen for five years. Right. Exactly. And like not like the 15 cent ramen, but like that eight cents off brand crap. Mm. 
But they, but they have enough the money stuff. for a Craigslist. <laughs> it's a, a Walmart brand. Yes. <laughs> it's a safe space for stressed out students because they need this. I can't. I can't. You know, this generation according right to now. the student that did this, I'm providing a space for students who are studying dur- during finals week to go take a five minute, five to ten minute break in a nice, cushy, soft environment away from all the harsh lights of the library. How about go to your room? Uh-huh. That's your safe space. Go go to your go apartment. To your go to your dorm room. Uh, go, you know, go to your home. What, go what sit that? out under a tree. Like, every, like, like everyone else. All by yourself. Go outside, get some fresh air. Yeah, yeah. get Take some a sun. Get that vitamin walk D. Walk it off. <laughs> yeah, walk it off. Walk it off, suck it up, buttercup. Shake it off. <laughs> yeah, this is this is getting out of hand. I mean, it started with the participation trophies, man. It goes back to, to elementary school. Man, when I was a kid, I wasn't the fastest kid. You know what? I didn't always get a ribbon. Hey, David, tell us about <laughs> the first time you got... The participation trophy when you were boxing and you got... Oh, no, it wasn't a participation trophy. A second place trophy it, in, a, yeah. in a boxing match so, with two people, right? If if anybody has ever watched a boxing bout, there's two people in the ring fighting. There's a referee, a third person, but he's not actually in the competition. So, fight's over. I lost, which losing is okay. If, you know, fighting, it sucks, but, you know, losses happen. And I get a second place trophy. Why? Like, I have a second-place trophy from the the Golden Gloves finals. That's acceptable because there was, like, 50, 60 guys in, that, in my weight class, and I had to beat several guys to get there. So that trophy, excellent. I'm the best loser. Go me. But when there's only two people involved and I got a second-place trophy, I was so mad because I lost. I didn't deserve that. And I got out of the ring, and there was this big old metal barrel trash can empty. That all the judges, because this was uh, the intermission, all the judges, referees, everybody is standing around. And I, using some profane language, I said, I don't want this thing. And I slammed it, smashed it as hard as I could into that trash can. And it, oh, all, everybody heard it. And I walked out of there saying, losers don't get trophies. With some other choice words you can't say on the radio. But losers don't. You have to learn to lose because you know what? After that loss, I won several more times. You're hungry, right? Exactly. It's like, man, I got to get better. I was deficient in what I did. That guy outboxed me. I have to learn how to get better so that way that guy doesn't beat me or anyone else doesn't beat me again. Mm. Yeah, people don't need to be told, oh, you're great just the way you're the you are. Best. That's not what people need to hear. They need to hear, yeah, you suck. You need to improve, but it's okay because it's going to get better exactly. if you do what needs to be done. I went two and eight in my first 10 fights. I had Constructive every, criticism everybody. actually makes you stronger. It's telling you, this is where you're, you're lacking, this is what you need to work on. And if you do that, you know, it, it makes you a better person. I, I've always been told, no, you can't do this. No, you, no, you can't open up, a, you know, a, a place where you can teach handgun classes in Austin. Uh, no, you can't. For two years, I, I checked every single retail place in downtown Austin, south of Austin. I was told for two years, you cannot build a place and and put a facility in here where you're going to teach handgun classes. Is what they told me. I couldn't even teach handgun mm-hmm. classes. Anyone's, I couldn't lease a space at Liberal all. Liberal Mecca and Texas, man. For two years. It took me two years to find one of people telling me no, 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 no. Two years. 
You, you should have just quit, man. Life, it, it's okay, buddy. Life it's is okay. not easy. Quit. Yeah. Go to the closet and cry. Drive to Utah and go cry. Man. No, I didn't cry. <laughs> what I did was, I, you know what? I said, you okay, I'm going to keep down going. And you kept going. Yeah. Exactly. And do you know that when I started teaching classes, you know, the, my very first class I did in a hotel conference room, I had like one person show up. I had 20 people signed up, like one person show up. You know, you, what, you, what did I do? I went and did it again. The next class, you know what, I ha- you know what happened? Two people showed up. I say what, three or four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, after that, you know what happened again? Man, like three people showed up, and so on and so forth. It took like a whole year of doing that to having a, a nice, actually more than just a year. I think it was like two years of having a nice sized class for people to show up. It's not easy. Life is mm-hmm. not easy. It it takes some struggle. Um, and I started in the living room of my house teaching classes. You know, you start at the bottom. You start at the beginning. Nothing. No one's going to give you something. Everybody talks say, about hey, Amazon. Let me give you this business. Or mm-hmm. people kill me. They will come to me and they'll say, "Hey, Mike, can you um, can you tell me about you know starting a business?" No one told me how to start a business. No one told me anything. Yeah. I I do everything myself. Exactly. Look at Jeff Bezos. Started in his garage and now <laughs> Amazon controls everything. Absolutely oh, crazy. All right, Everything. this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere with the all-new Radio.com app. Check your phone's app store or visit Talk1370.com slash app. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We get knocked down. We're going to get back up again. I tell you what, we're still coming to Texas State University. We're coming for you. That's right. We're going to come out there. We're going to speak our mind. Going to let you know about the Second Amendment. There's hey. nothing you can do about it. And so you know you what? Token? I will be carrying two guns on me, so I wish you would. That's just coming from Michael Cargill. Are right, you so a token, man? I'm a token. I'll be your token. I'll be your your whatever you want to call me. I'll be all your little names. <laughs> you can send me the little Christmas card that I usually get every year, a little nasty Christmas card of gunshot wound victims shot in the face they send to my house. I don't care. That stuff. I'm not stopping what I'm doing. I'm always going to be here. I'm going to be here to defend the Second Amendment regardless of whether you like it or not. You're going to have to deal with Michael Cargill. Amen. That's right. Let's go to the phone lines. Our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Let's go to Maggie. Maggie, you don't want to come and talk it. Hey. I just saw Felicia was on your show, and she's a fellow Texas stater. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty well. interesting down here. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you, uh, my hat's off to you, Maggie. I don't know how you deal with, you know, all this hatred. Uh, that's going on at Texas State, you know, this lack of, you know, diversity. Uh, Yeah, um, to be honest, though, I do think Texas State conservatives do need to do a better job of being a little bit more um, smart in the way they try to talk about their conservatism. Um, I'm in student government, and um, I love Connor Clegg. He's one of my best friends, but um, I do know that uh, the college Republicans, uh, TPUSA, like all of us on campus are trying to figure out, you know, better ways to communicate our conservative ideas over like the shrillness of the left. So 
don't know. It's been interesting. And you're, you're with the uh, student government at Texas State, correct? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, um, there's actually a, a senator in student government right now. I'm not a part of it anymore because I'm graduating this year, but Congratulations. Um, his name is Preston Nieves, and he's a he's more libertarian. Like he's kind of a mix of conservatives and liberal, but he wants to bring on some sort of educational program about guns to Texas State, and he's actually very pro gun himself. He wants he thinks you should be able to own AK 47s AR 15s. You know, sounds like so, a man after my own heart, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's the opportunity. For y'all yeah. to come in and because I know we, what I used to, I used to uh, teach a license to carry course at the University of Texas. I haven't done that in a while now. They changed their little program into something different. They made it kind of difficult uh, to teach the class out there. Uh, I would teach it like once a quarter at UT. Uh, so maybe I uh, maybe I'll shift gears a little bit and move that to Texas State and do something at Texas State or something. So we'll see. Oh yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a base for that. There would definitely be a lot of people interested in that. Because yeah, so. the more the more we go, I, I find that the more I go to different campuses and I talk to different organizations, different groups, I find that they become educated on what the laws are and they're better better to defend and stand up for you know the Second Amendment and 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 what is right. And so they become mm-hmm. better educated and they have all the tools and they're able to get into those arguments and hey and win. And, and back everything up. So, I, you know, I actually enjoy that. I enjoy going to uh, um, Texas Tech University. I enjoy, enjoy going to Texas A&M University, uh, UT. You know, I, I haven't traveled up to Dallas yet or El Paso, but I, I, I definitely enjoy my college campuses and talking with the different groups. I, I'll go to Texas Tech, talk to two or three different groups out well, there. Well, Texas State does have a lot of conservatives. It's just, you know, the, the liberals just are more shrill and louder, and that's that's who makes the news most of the time. So we're not we're not as horribly liberal in terms of our population as everybody thinks we are. Right. You know? Because the media likes that. So. that. That's it's it's sexy for the media, and so that's why they they put that stuff out there like that because it sells papers. The only time conservatives make the news is whenever we do something wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when there's controversy, they're like, "Oh, look at this conservative." But if we're out there, you know, work. I mean, I like when I was a student, we worked on doing professional development and we did some debates and we would teach people how to talk about ideas and how to express their message without engaging in controversy or insulting you know the other opinions because essentially diversity is what makes America America we need to accept all kinds of ideas and and make sure that we're upholding our values and our constitution and our bill of rights. Yeah, I, I'll let, I'll do that job. I love trash talking and getting on into to get down yeah, there. It's, it's good to insult. <laughs> I love trash talking. I'm like bring He'll it. Trash it's talk. okay I'll to be insult. Articulate. Yeah, I'll sit there and trash talk. I got I got that covered. What you say? That's how things progress <laughs> is by insulting people. <laughs> it's true. It's it, it's very true. Best like, way to get people to listen to you. I think this is the <laughs> definition of mansplaining. Is that what it is? Tell me again. Oh, no. <laughs> Mansplaining. I don't oh, even understand that terminology. Millennials are ridiculous. Well, Jennifer says she's a school teacher. <laughs> and Jennifer says, you know, it, it's, it's sad because in her tennis at her school is really high uh, because kids would rather be at school than at home. And that it's, says a lot. It's good they want to be at school, but it's sad that they don't want to be at home. Mm, that is very sad. They're not getting that attention at home. So parents that are listening, you're not spending that time with your kids. 
Uh, when If you're shocked that your kid does something at school or is that person that makes the news in a negative way and you're shocked by that, that's because you're not playing att- you're not paying attention to your child. If you're that parent, you know, who all of a sudden one day sees that your kid built something in your garage and you didn't know about it, that you know what? That is sad. Listen to the mother of the Columbine shooters. You know, the fact that she had no idea that her son was building something in their garage inside their home, you know, and to listen to her talk about it is just like, man, you Oblivious. are a terrible mother. And it's only and gotten someone worse. someone just needs to say it. You're a bad mother. It's gotten way worse, too. And that was also right in the middle of the assault weapons ban. So that shows you how well that worked. Yeah. I tell you, you know, Maggie, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. And, and you, you know, stand strong out there for the few days that you have left. And congratulations. Uh, I don't know. Welcome into the real world. I'm glad you guys don't have a crying closet. Right. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> have a good day. All right. You too. <laughs> oh, man. Too funny. Yeah, that was good. All right. So, uh, yeah. And, and, and Donald, you know, not my grandkids. I can't get them off the property. Uh, well, you, uh, exactly. Exactly. Donald's Donald's a good dad, and we're we're gonna do the show. We need to do the show from Donald's house, you know, because he's gonna cook for us. You know, he, I heard he's a great cook out there. You know, well, Don, I like fried chicken, so you know, you got some fried chicken out there for me. I'm there <laughs> all the way, baby. Yeah, I'll venture out. <laughs> I heard KFC has a new. It's a pizza with fried chicken as the crust. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> so now they're making pizzas. I just got now that bugs me. I just start shaking a little bit. <laughs> Colonel Sanders is a dude, a male. An old white male at that oh, in God. a suit. Don't trigger how, Olivia. How? It's Colonel Sanders is not Reba McIntyre. I'm sorry. I don't care what planet you're on. I don't care. Colonel Sanders is a dude. Period. You're trying End to, of story. Are you trying to trigger Olivia? Hey, bring it. I don't care. <laughs> Colonel Sanders is a dude. A male. Oh, my goodness. Male. So what does that mean? It's... Ridiculous. You know that Spielberg wants to make redo Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones is a dude, and he wants to make it a chick now. Yay. Yeah, That's what Tomb Raider was there for. Uh, Jennifer say KFC is not good. It's all about that Popeyes. Hey, I agree so what's, wholeheartedly. Yeah, Popeyes. I like KFC, Popeyes. KFC right? sucks in all honesty. Yeah. But still, Colonel Sanders is a dude. Yeah, Ghostbusters, that remake didn't do so. Ah, that's embarrassing. That's <laughs> shameful. At least, like, make one of them, like, the daughter of one of, you know, like, no, not four girls. Get out of here, man. Ah. Well, I tell you what, you know what we're going to do today? We're eating crawfish today, baby. <laughs> crawfish. We're doing crawfish today. Yeah, we got some crawfish waiting on us. Sorry, are women allowed to do that with you guys? I don't, I don't know where uh, I stand I, with y'all. With crawfish? Yeah. You identify <laughs> Come on. as a woman? You don't want to do crawfish? Today I do. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna do. We're having a crawfish bro. We're gonna do right after the show. We're gonna eat some crawfish and gonna have a great old time. It's gonna be delicious. I hope. <laughs> crawfish usually is. Yeah, it? It usually is. Always it's great. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Cook, it's gonna be right? great. Yeah. So I, I don't know what 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 do you? Hey Donald, what are you cooking today? What's what's on the meal there? Uh, and Jennifer, I, I know it's it, this is it's too much, but. Uh, I, I agree with you. Popeyes is definitely definitely good. Yeah. All right. So, um, Churches is a second, and then and then KFC's a distant third. What do you think, Felicia? About chicken? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk chicken, baby. What's your favorite um, chicken? Oh yeah, I'm gonna make everyone mad, but I'm a big fan of raising canes. Really? I know. That, they don't have a bone. There's no bone in that. Oh, I don't eat things with bones in them. Oh man, I, the bone. Ooh, the bone marrow. Are you serious right now? 
Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Anything where if I you eat like, meat, it had a bone in it. I can suck right, the right, life so out of like, bone marrow. She never saw it from the bone. As long as I don't see it, yeah, I'm yeah. cool. I just I have a thing. If I can bite into it and there's like cartilage and ligaments, I'm just mm, yum. Mm. So you no, won't eat you. a turkey leg at a fair. You'll do Man. mug bugs. You'll do mug bugs, but you won't do chicken with a bone. I never said I was like I, normal and made sense. <laughs> You're from Louisiana, are you not? <laughs> God, no, stop saying that. <laughs> what? I am from born Louis- and raised in Texas. Oh, Atlanta I thought baby. you were in Louisiana for I'm some reason. I'm from the Gulf Coast. Native, you don't even know what good Texan. crawfish is up here. Oh, okay, all right. She has a point. My hometown has a has a festival called Gator Fest. Are you, you know joking? What, you know what my favorite breakfast is, though? Catfish and grits. Wow. Ooh. I just, oh, I just cry and melt. Catfish and grits. Some fried catfish and some grits and scrambled eggs. That is the best breakfast ever. Mm. Donald says steak and eggs. I go with cat fried catfish. I want the whole cat, not the, not fillets. I need a whole cat. I like it with the bone. <laughs> anyway, so Bitcoin update. <laughs> no, everyone's getting hungry. What's, what's with the Bitcoin? What is the Bitcoin update? You got Bitcoin 30 is almost ninety five hundred bucks right now. What? Uh-huh. You mean you tell me what's that? What's what's the guy that wears the the hat? Uh, Robert Morrow. Robert Morrow says, no, it's going down. Bitcoin's, it's done. It's finished. Yeah. He sends me this long five-minute uh, voicemail on my cell phone. It's almost 10 grand. Wow. Okay. And your shop, you take Bitcoin for guns. We right? do. We do. And I can always tell when Bitcoin goes up because I get customers call me up and they're like, hey, okay, all right. I need this order right here. Right. I, I, you know what? Good topic today. We, we had a good time. Thank you guys for coming on. All right. Gun rights is an issue relevant to people of color as evident by the 29% rise in support for concealed carry among African-Americans and gun rights advocates are the first to educate the public on the racial roots within gun control. And that's from NRA spokeswoman Dana Losh. All right. So I want to thank you guys for coming on. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.